Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, hey, Mim. Hiya. How you doing? Not bad, not bad. Good stuff, good stuff. Welcome back to Style Over Substance, guys. Thanks for thanks for being here. Yeah, how are you this week? How's your um how's your week been? It's been a nice week. I managed to flee my flat. Um I went to Devon for the week um to get a nice little change of scenery. Um and I've got a little cold, so apologies for my voice sounding even worse than usual. Um, but yeah, it was a nice week. It was nice to have a week off and not touch work and all of that stuff. How about you? Yeah, so my week was, it was same old same, to be honest. But I mean, the weekend's been lovely. So that's always a good, it's always a blessing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I've just been like planting lavender. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you know how it's like only granny activities over here so yeah yeah I I hear you I hear you (laughs) (laughs) so what is your fashion story this week ma'am well um I'm sure you've already heard about this but Gucci turned a hundred and they had their show called Gucci Aria and it was like an ode to Gucci through the years, a uh, bit of a mishmash of everything. Um, it was quite funny. It was quite tongue in cheek. Like if you saw it, you like the soundtrack was like every song that featured the word Gucci in it from like rap to like some electro also featured its kind of anticipated will it won't it collaboration with Balenciaga mm-hmm. um, part of the way through but there were so the creative director from kind of what I could see and what I've read um, he was all about exploring like the non-conformist work of Demna Vasilia, who's the creative director of Balenciaga and because you know his stuff is all over the place but in like a very popular very modern way and then um hearkening back to that sexual tension and you know sex um explicit work of Tom Ford who was like one of the biggest creative directors of Gucci in the past Mm -hmm. so yeah, and then we saw, like, um, the equestrian iconography, you know, we saw the horse bits and the riding hats, and and then you had, like, the leather whips, of course, which was a bit tongue-in-cheek, but also sexy and, like, you know, on the mark kind of for Gucci in terms of, like, horse riding. And um, also, I found out that the Savoy was, um, it was a hotel in London, and Guccio Gucci, 
used to work at the Savoy and that's why you have like the hats with the Savoy and like the, the like the sweaters or the tops with the old Savoy logo on it so yeah I mean it was quite um it was quite an ode to Gucci's history did you see the show um I haven't watched the full show um because mm. it came out when I was away but I've seen pictures and it's like a real like nod to Logomania mm-hmm. and it's kind of like all this it's so wrong it could be right type of a sort of like look and ode to just yeah the logos that we've seen take over and a really really fun show like I just thought it actually like it had the playfulness of a fashion show that I'm always like lusting after um and also it's like kind of it didn't break the internet but it got it got instagram talking for sure um so yeah it was it was a really fun show (laughs) yeah i i agree i mean there were there were looks that were like plastered with not only gucci but gucci's kind of gucci supreme Gigi supreme print but then with the balenciaga their own version of their kind of logo mm-hmm. mania plastered on top of that. And that got people talking, um, saying that this is just screaming to be like counterfeited. It looks counterfeit. If you if you know yeah. and you know and you you can be like, oh, that's the you know, the centenary show. Um, and people will buy into those collectors' pieces. But if you don't know, it just looks like <laughs> some factory. Yeah, it looks like a factory doesn't know that Balenciaga and Gucci are separate companies. Yeah, type exactly. Of <laughs> but that might almost be it. But but then also it means the high street can't really do anything to copy it, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Because I don't really want to see Topshop, Topshop, Topshop. No, Topshop and Zara. <laughs> yeah, oh. Um, and another thing that was really interesting about the show was that normally when we see collaborations between like high fashion and like sportswear brands or like big brands and smaller brands and like there's this high low, like someone mm-hmm. is more popular or higher ranking than the other one and the smaller brand is able to kind of reap the benefits or exposure of that bigger brand, bringing them along on this collaboration. Um, but this really seemed to be the first time I don't want to say the first time ever but within like our lifetime that I ever know of where you've yeah. got these two powerhouses on the same level owned by the same company who are just as big and popular as each other really <clears throat> um decide that they're gonna like collaborate in like joint forces it was it was an interesting dynamic wasn't it because normally you just wouldn't see or uh, see one brand who's doing perfectly well by themselves kind of give their secret sauce to another brand. Mm. It, like when you think about the Balenciaga hourglass bag, you know, that one that's like curved at the bottom and that had like the Gucci print all over it. Um, so that was a real like proper, like we are giving you our our it bag of the season and we allowing you to just plaster your name over our design it was really interesting dynamic yeah I I actually think um I'm amazed like you said I'm unaware that that, if that's happened before and I'm amazed it hasn't now that I've Mm. seen it happen and how like well it sort of combined um yeah, yeah and I guess I guess as well this is the benefit of maybe being under the same group 
is that there's like almost not a rivalry because if Gucci's doing well, then Balenciaga's doing well and vice versa. Um, so maybe that takes some of like that, like competitive nature out. Because essentially, if Balenciaga's figures are low one year, but Gucci's are high, Balenciaga can still exist. So yeah. like, um, maybe that means that there's like not the fashion sort of rivalry that sometimes we think there might be of performance and stuff. Yeah, that's such a good point. That is a really good point. I think um, that when you said you're surprised it hasn't happened before, I think that now it's been done. Let's we'll not it. do it again. Also, I think we'll see it though. <laughs> I know. But then it's like the reason why it works so well is because it was like this has never been done before this is ridiculous yeah this is is madness this is madness what are you thinking (laughs) like and I think that novelty gives it humor you Mm. know um and when it's good it's just gonna be played out I think a bit too much and also like you run the risk of having two brands seemingly look the same or be indistinguishable from each other and then you just lose out on revenue because it's like why go to Gucci when I can like go to Balenciaga or they both lose their like their like essence I suppose yeah for sure for sure yeah so what's your fashion story so my fashion story is that with shops reopening and the world starting to you know open up somewhat um Louis Vuitton or LVMH group has seen like increase in sales and growth for the first time like since the pandemic hit they've had a sales surge of 32% um and what? i was, yeah so that's quite a high surge and i can't imagine that's obviously only london so if you are an international listener our shops opened for the first time sort of last week um so like, that won't be only driven there but I also imagine that other areas of the world are kind of maybe getting back there or because like the end is in sight you can plan for life post post c word um <laughs> yeah. but I just I think that's great and actually like compared to this the same period last year it's up by 45 percent and I can't remember I don't think shops really closed I can't remember when shops closed and all of that now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a big leap. It's a, it's a really positive thing. And from what I understand as well, like LVMH has like done better than anybody else in like in these figures. Um, mm-hmm. So that just sort of shows that people want that never full. Oh God, yeah. I mean, I am surprised in that, as you said, although the UK, we are... Cr- slowly crawling out of uh, lockdown (laughs) (laughs) stress on slowly (laughs) and crawling um uh, places I know that Paris I think they're Mm, still in their lockdown they're in a lockdown I I don't know about the rest of France that could be a different Mm. situation but um I honestly I think Spain's been out for a while I think Italy as well Mm -hmm. um and I mean, the US really never closed except for, <laughs> <laughs> except for like New York. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you that I think there's a little bit, definitely compared to last, this time last year, there's mm. a bit more um, hope. Um, but those figures are oh, They're high. Because L, also, because LV. You can shop online. You can shop online. Yeah. And if we're talking about the group, 
I guess a lot of that Verve Clicquot, that champagne is also <laughs> being bought maybe for special occasions and that outdoor barbecue you're having. I yeah, the Verve on ice, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and obviously the group is a big group and obviously LV is like the big dog of the group, um, the top yeah. dog. Um, but also I think maybe this is like a real... I haven't got a breakdown of who of who contributes to that. But I also wonder if that really shows us that like an in-store experience mm. is like is is actually quite important for a customer. Yeah. Um, I mean, having said that, today I'm actually going to London um with like my family and we are gonna browse some shops as well. Like wow. yeah. so I I'm part of the problem, aren't I? <laughs> we interrupt this broadcast to remind you go follow us on instagram starloversubstancepod shoot us an email starloversubstancepeak at gmail.com find us on youtube find us on twitter we've got all the links on our instagram you know what to do but yeah so well speaking of browsing shops i guess we have like what i think is a really interesting topic um to follow on from our luxury sort of saving for luxury episode last week mm-hmm. where we're talking kind of like it's almost like the opposite of like affording your your shopping habit yeah it's like spending how yeah. are you spending yeah um and like most topically I guess we're talking about like the Klarna generation other other financial buy now <laughs> pay later buy now pay later mm-hmm. are available but currently Klarna is the top of that and um yeah, we're just kind of going to talk our our thoughts on Klarna and other such services mm. and and whether that's actually like a good thing, bad thing, all that stuff. Um, what's your initial sort of two cents on Klarna, Mim? Um, I guess so we'll like dive deeper into how these platforms work and mm-hmm. who they're for and stuff. Yeah. But I think off the face of it, it's kind of treated like an alternative to a credit card. Sure, yeah. It's you buy it now, you pay it off one installment this month, another installment next month, or in some cases, which I don't really understand, like I think PayPal credit does this. It's like pay one installment now and then pay an installment like in two weeks' time. And it's like, man. Yeah, Afterpay does that. And I'm kind of like, I haven't been paid then. Who's paid? Who gets regular <laughs> weekly paychecks? <laughs> yeah so those I don't understand at all but that might be more for like the zero contract worker could be like gig economy workers or it could be like straddling a paycheck you're like yeah 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 like they're like you you don't want to spend it all now Mm -hmm. you but like yeah I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, overall, it's to me, it's like a new generation of credit card off the face of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it for me? No, because I used to have a credit card and a couple years ago now, um, I decided it just wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that it can, I can see some of the use in it. 
but I think it can be dangerous because mm-hmm. the way it is um, sold to stores who use it on their website, it's that customers, I think they spent, I think I saw this PayPal figure and it was like customers spend about 20 to 25% more in a single transaction when they know that they can pay it off in a longer period of time. Yeah. And I knew that when I had a credit card, yeah, I would always clear my balance. I think there was like a couple of occasions where it was like an accident and I didn't like pay off in full. But most of the time I knew I was spending more, putting more in my basket yeah. um, because I knew it wasn't like... you had that to fall back on. It felt like Monopoly money a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, so I, I can definitely see how we can fall into the trap of buying things we don't necessarily need or we're not desperate for because we have that flexibility. What about you? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a great thing in some areas of that um, it permits you to own something that like maybe saving for doesn't seem viable and actually you're forced to kind of save for it in that way of paying off over three months um but what I will say is I think it does really encourage an unhealthy spending habit um that like it is say you're going to spend 300 pounds but you only get have to pay 100 that first month I think you'll get disillusioned to the fact that you just spent 300 pounds um and I think that's that's somewhat like worrying I think it's more it could be helpful if you want that item and all of that stuff and you 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 could afford it and you're going to pay it off and it's fine but like there's lots of sort of TikToks around that I see where it's like oh it's payday and then you remember you've got your Klarna to pay off oh yeah because it, you can layer them on top of each other and also you could pay like 30 days later or whatever it is mm-hmm. for Klarna there's a 30 day later or pay in three installments mm-hmm. but like you still have to pay for it so like mm-hmm. when that paycheck comes that you sort of might be like And if you're definitely in that zone of like living paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. and that day comes, but then you're still like, crap, I've got to pay for my ASOS, my Zara, like whatever it is. I think that could be really damaging. I've definitely used it a few times. Mm -hmm. And then I think I got to a point where I was like, I was justifying what I was spending because Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And I actually think that like, that like I don't need anything more like yeah. <laughs> I don't need anything so yeah. like I don't need that like justification of oh but I'm only spending like 30 pounds this month and it's like no but you just spent 90 pounds on something like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's still 90 pounds like you're paying for it eventually yeah so I think what's your like in your own personal experience because I haven't used them like what was your experience using it and um like what was the company how easy was it what was the process and things like that it's super easy and I would say this is a great thing but also a huge pitfall that I think I've just seen in the news that this has actually been flared up um like let's be honest you're essentially borrowing money yeah Mm -hmm. and actually I think there needs to be a lot of terms not just that scroll I agree terms and conditions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like I always paid it off like correctly Mm -hmm. but I've heard stories where like a girl pays it like six days late and she's got this huge 
like feel like her credit score has been affected yeah. mm-hmm. and I think that because like you said it can be very monopoly money based mm-hmm. I do think there needs to be better still like silver tape red tape around I think there needs to be more regulations and from what I understand that's just been called for and by May they have to have better regulations mm-hmm. and I think they won't be lending as much money to people um, and the t- it will be a tougher like credit score check or whatever they do mm-hmm. and like I don't know if it's because I'm a bit of like a geek but I'd actually like to know what you're checking so like you put in like I think you put in like your name mm-hmm. I didn't even have to I don't think I had to even put in my bank details like in the way that I would expect I would have to just card details and they run a check but I'd like to know what you're checking for my own yeah. like curiosity mm-hmm. not because I'm skeptical um but it's super easy I use it on ASOS mm-hmm. it's okay. really easy and then once it's set up you can just like keep pressing it essentially okay, okay. um and every now and then I guess if you reach a limit they will stop you from using it um until you've like paid it down yeah I guess so I think they must do an assessing of like I like again I don't know what they're assessing but <laughs> Um, from other people I've spoken to where they're like, yeah, I had to like pay off stuff to then like move forward with it. Um, but that's where I'm sort of a bit like, mm, it's, it's a, it could be a really slippery slope, bad habit, I think. Yeah. I think but then oh, sorry, I on. also think if, if you're somebody where that you're never going to be able to pay like for something up front and actually there is an interest like, so the way that Klarna makes its money is charging the retailer. Mm-hmm. It's not charging the customer. Like, then that's a great way of borrowing money. But I think I think that terms and stuff like that mm. could, could be really ropey. I, I really don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good, um, a good segue into mm-hmm. at least outlining, like, the different options and things that are out there and yeah. kind of more or less how they work so mm-hmm. you've got split it you've got yeah. Klarna as you've mentioned you've got PayPal credit yeah you've got credit. and PayPal has now like PayPal credit now has like the three pay op- option as well yeah you've got uh and they also do well. PayPal does the pay 14 days after like you receive it oh or, like, so it's like um you pay for it after delivery which is like yeah 18 days time yeah. or you can take it on credit and yeah they give you a limit I think before it used to be like a 400 pound limit and mm-hmm. you could get zero percent on that and whatever so they work slightly differently but I think that they are slowly merging into that yeah corona, for um, sure format um and then yeah as you said so um these these payment options they are kind of like widgets little things that are tacked on to yeah. basket area of any website so you add things to your basket you then proceed to check out and it's there as a paypal sorry a payment option instead of like using your own credit card debit mm-hmm. card and then you can if you want to go down that route you register with them and you don't pay interest if you pay it on time but you mm-hmm. can pay really high levels of interest if you miss your payments yeah and they do run a soft credit check so like if you yeah. don't know what that is out there I'm not a financial advisor don't don't you know At you. someone professional but there's like a hard credit check and there's a soft credit check for serious you know ex- 
expenses and big loans and stuff they will do a hard credit check or even like when you take out a phone contract mm-hmm. so they want to know that you you're, you're going to pay um, it back yeah you're going to pay it back you've got money coming in you've got a reasonable amount of money coming out you're not reckless with your money you're not being taken to court for you know not paying I don't know I guess like you know but that can things. happen like yeah. That can happen that if, like, you're in a situation or you don't agree with a bill provider, mm-hmm. like, things can go to court. But also, like, yeah. people fall on financial hardships all the time that, like, yeah. that really can happen. Um, yeah, it's not a, like yeah. to say that, oh, uh, it's a bit unusual for mm. this to happen or you're exceptional if you have these sorts of issues because no one does. But even as, like, never having any credit history can work against your yeah. credit check or your credit score or whatever well, so yeah so credit history used to be much more of an important thing that I'm aware of mm. that like that was kind of the benefit of having a credit card at one point mm. was to like increase your credit score mm-hmm. but I don't know if like hard credit checks are like as important these days I think they are still important I just think that companies like Klarna are probably figuring out ways to lend money to people without like without it showing up on your credit history so they can continue to lend to people who otherwise would not be approved for Mm -hmm. loans and things I don't know that's just me being skeptical but I do think credit checks do matter especially when you go for like bigger purchases and yeah I, but one thing I will say is I think you can also obviously have multiple accounts. Oh, of like these payment, like by now. Well, pay- no, as in like you could have a Klarna, an Afterpay, a Split. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure they have to find a way to work together. Mm, that's but like that's that's a really important thing to like consider that like if you make a payment on like one day on the same day as like Klarna, PayPal, then like Afterpay, have they all been able, because you know, those things always don't get processed immediately. Mm. Have you then just borrowed like... <laughs> More money than, that is such a good point. Anyone of you, guys you should who be allowed in finance, please let us know. For example, if they don't run hard credit checks, and so this check does not come up on mm. your credit history, can you then have another account you can have one with Klarna one with Split it and they're all doing soft credit checks Mm. so no one none of these are appearing on your credit history does that mean that you can have an account with all of them continue to borrow money from all of them spend on all of them (laughs) you stressed (laughs) and then I would really want to know if some some people do find themselves in that situation when they are seriously borrowing more money than they can and the access to money is just easier simply because it's not showing up mm. on that history oh my god I didn't <laughs> even think about that yeah so all of these platforms basically like we said they don't charge interest they they make their money from a retailer I think for Klarna mm-hmm. I think they charge seven percent of the transaction and so, again, this is kind of like in fashion is that typical sort of elitism that like an ASOS can afford that because also there will be figures like you just said of like it's a proven thing that people spend more money. Like that's why we have this sale culture and that's why we continually see 20 percent off on ASOS and like let's not even talk about the 80% that boohoo.com probably has. Um, 
but like that there's a reason that happens is because it means you think well I was thinking about that item so I will buy it now but Mm -hmm. then it's 20% off and you never would have bought it had it not been and that's obviously like that's what entices people in and this is again like another way of enticing people to spend money that they maybe wouldn't have so Mm. that's like the incentive to get it and have take that financial loss because it should theoretically like outweigh itself but for a starting up company that's a big expenditure to like part with Mm. I don't know if there's also like a a fee that like say no one uses it they still want money like I don't know what the ins and outs are I think it is by transaction from my experience with like um kind of e-commerce type things yeah all these payment processing operators do charge you they tend to charge you per transaction (laughs) some of them do charge you like ongoing fees but they're very low percentages Mm. and I think as you said it's if if you do have customers coming through because they also position themselves Klarna do as we will help bring a new audience to Mm. you whether it's a younger because they've got they've uh, got an app so they're actually exactly. really a tech company yeah and they, trade they help promote promote yeah. their partners who use them so in theory it's that you know you're getting um a new audience new customers and they're spending more pa- per transaction with you so yes it is a high rate that we're charging you but you're always making more money as a yeah. result of it it's that kind of like that kind of balance um but yeah so I in terms of who they target towards Mm -hmm. I've kind of watched a few other people's opinions on things and gone on the website myself and whatnot um and on Klarna in particular it says um it says Klarna's playful brand and campaigns ensure you have more eyeballs and then in brackets on your store So that's Mm -hmm. what they wrote to their partners who were thinking about joining with them. And I thought that was really kind of interesting and telling. As you said, they're like a tech company and their app is like, it's quite slick. It's quite cute. Mm -hmm. You've got push notifications to tell you when it's coming out. And and it's, it's playful branding and campaigns, as it said, is like, it's not only what, um, like people of our generation and younger are used to, seeing that very playful um aesthetic for something which is quite a sober yeah I mean it's pink it's got pink branding and we're used to seeing anything with finance Mm. to be blue yeah or green like because like it's like it's those like marketing trusted colors Mm. and like yeah yeah it's very clever and it's yeah as it said it's got an app and all these things which are almost like expected now from a financial company yeah and so I do feel like combined with the soft credit check and combined with that zero percent and all that stuff it makes it quite easy for younger people to get involved I mean you have to be 18 and over to use it I do want to say that but from my from my reasoning like understanding I've first started seeing Klarna and split pay and all of that on like high street stores mm-hmm. and it's only kind of now that you see it with like luxury brands which yeah is it's weird. starting to make its way onto like I think it might be on matches mm. um I don't think it's probably yet on Netta Porter that might not be their like vibe um I've seen it on a few like 
shoe websites, like stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I think the first time I really saw it was maybe on like a Topshop or an ASOS. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And that's obviously like the, one of the big accounts to secure. Um, Zara still does not other than PayPal. Yeah. Um, but also like I don't think that's like through Zara's choice they always offered PayPal as an option I don't think that's them trying to get on that bandwagon necessarily mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's it's a funny one of more lots of shops have joined quite recently and I don't know if that's pandemic based or the, just the takeoff be. of Klarna I have some figures here or like from this month about Klarna mm-hmm so it operates in 17 countries. Mm. It has 90 million active customers. It has 250,000 retailers it works with. And the total transactions of Klarna processed last year were 53 billion. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the projection for like the same for 2025 is 1 trillion. And 42% of Americans have used a buy now, pay later service. So that's a huge, like, wow. that's a huge percentage of wow, wow, wow. Americans. That's on a survey, but like, mm. that's that massive. So... And you know, when you say that, it makes me think of, you know, you said that um, you're not sure if Netta Porter, I'm not sure if they use it at the moment either um and the likes of zara zara is very much it's fast fashion but it's kind of in a lane of its own it doesn't offer a lot of sales and it doesn't follow the it doesn't follow sort of the yeah the same sort of services that a lot of other websites do and it makes me think there could be a risk of high returns because e-commerce has high returns anyway because of just the nature you can't see the product (laughs) in life um but when you're when you're able to throw money at items you def- you don't necessarily need or want because you have that added flexibility, are you therefore that more likely to send it back because you're like, uh, I don't need it? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and also, like, I'm not really someone who ever really does this, but we all know there are people who are very much like if they're seen in something once, they don't want to wear it again. Mm. So say you've paying for it in 30 days, you've worn it, you can send it back and you still never even paid for it. Yeah. Like surely it's got to encourage that. I'm not trying to give people ideas. Oh no, but that's such that's such a good point. Because and also I've noticed about... recently that ASOS isn't doing as many swing tags. Like, and actually, I think I even got something for Zara and it didn't have a swing tag. So it's not even <gasps> now. Someone's like, won already. No, oh. that like <laughs> I think they've just done away with like the success of stuff. I don't know. I think it's an eco move of not mm-hmm. having all this excessive stuff on it. Mm-hmm. But then there's not even like, oh, the, the tag has to still be on it for it to be returned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you made a really good point. And it doesn't give ideas to other people. I think people are probably already doing it. The culture of, you know, for the past year, we haven't gone many places. Mm. You still have content creators out there who are doing hauls. You still have content creators who are shooting lookbooks and stuff. And they must send most of that stuff back. And they're sending most of it back. And if, as you said, even on PayPal, when you can you don't it's not even a credit thing like mm. i go on, i use paypal all the time yeah i use paypal if, especially if you just ever unsure on a website exactly use PayPal. it's such a good service but i could just tick the box and say no i want to pay in 14 days yeah because 
why the hell not? I could if I wanted to. I don't tend to. But if I know that I'm going to get it in like four days, I'm going to wear it in my house, shoot a couple looks, tuck the tag in around the back so no one sees it, do my little like IG reels, my TikToks, and then send it back and PayPal hasn't charged me. Yeah. Oh, that's quite enticing, I, I imagine. Yeah. And it would be actually interesting to see how store owners, you know, small to medium, small business owners actually feel about if it's Mm. brought them any positive change I imagine it has I imagine it outweighs it I think people who are going to do that kind of return culture Mm. do it anyway I don't think Klarna's probably or like any of these buy now pay laters have maybe upped that much because I think content creators probably did that anyway and just then waited for their refund But for me, I think also like if I was maybe unsure about buying something, that would probably be when I would go to use something like that now of like, I don't know if I'm going to keep this. This is like a bit of like an out of the box Scarlet like idea. I'll buy it on a buy now, pay later because I'm not convinced I'm going to keep it. So I don't want to be like sat around waiting for my refund. I can then see a real like, an idea of like that would be a really like enticing or like that would probably appeal to me that like Mm -hmm. who knows I've maybe bought some like wacky clothes and that kind of a thing um especially at the moment like refunds are taking a bit longer because of like covid conditions in places um but yeah I don't know I think I think it's helpful for people but I also think we don't discuss money enough in this country. We're very British. And I actually just, my main fear is that it encourages people to have unhealthy spending. And I we've discussed this before. I think we all have a very unhealthy relationship with clothes. Like I, the fact that we don't clear out our wardrobe to justify the clothes that we might, if I, if I bought three things from Zara, I don't empty my wardrobe of three things to do that. I just add them in. And I think we, the influencer world has made us think that we do we can justify a 300 pound shopping spree Mm. and actually Mm. that's obscene and if you want to do that once a season maybe for some new pieces but like that is actually obscene when you think about it yeah like hey I've done that before Mm -hmm. sure I am not like I am not judging people on it but when you think back on it Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Klarna can make that seem a little less like dramatic, mm, a little less painful. Yeah, is and then also shopping and all of that stuff. It's addictive. That feeling of getting new things is addictive. That's mm-hmm. essentially why probably most of us do it. Like we don't need yeah. another top. We mm. like the feeling of wearing something new. We like the high it gives us. Mm. We like that feeling. Um, and then if someone's like, that oh, looks nice, you're like, oh, I've, oh, yeah. And you downplay it. You never go like, yeah, this is brand new. I've just bought this for like yeah. 50 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always like. Oh, oh this old um, thing. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I just think it's. Um, uh, yeah, I, it's I a- completely agree with you. I do. Um, do you think you have in place in your mind, kind of t- going back to last week when we were talking about what's our limit? 
what is your limit in regards to I would never use this service for X, Y, and Z, or I would consider using this for X, Y. I mean, it's different because you've used it before. I haven't. Yeah. um, I I think, I guess, going forward, my thing would be, if I wasn't paying this in three installments or for whatever it is, um, would I still be spending this money? I think that's what you have to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if that all came out in one transaction and that's not a, can you afford it right now? Cause that's obviously the whole point of this thing is that like, mm-hmm. it allows you to afford something over a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like, am I mortified by this purchase? If it all came out at once? Yeah. Maybe it would be like the way I would see that. And, and for different things in different shops, that's a different amount. We've said that before, like, there's certain places where I'm like, I'm not spending that money there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I get you. How about but you? For me, it's it's kind of different. I think I'm more likely to say, okay, I have my eye on something and I'm going to spend £1,500 on it in one go. Yeah. So you would then... use it for like a luxury one-off purchase? Yes, if anything, but yeah. for me, so I'm more comfortable with spending a lot of cash on a yeah. on a one-off transaction yeah. than I am opening one of these regularly, I, like chipping away at that. Yeah, to me, it's Pandora's box. Yeah, you, you know how we were talking about last week. Yeah. It's like I have had a credit card before, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't like horribly reckless with it. I had a really low um, limit, yeah. three hundred pound, the entire time I, I had it, so it was really low, but. But that feels like that feels like you can spend that, like you know, like yeah, that... I always had that. Like if I'm broke, I can always use my credit card. Yeah, I had to realize with myself, like it's not for me, and I'm just gonna yeah. move away from that mm-hmm. and pay it off for the last time, or whatever. And so, opening one of these accounts would be me going back yeah. to an old habit, and yeah. that scares me more than me just going into a shop spending an obscene amount of money it coming mm-hmm. out of my account and then I'm like you know what let me go back to that shop and they can give me my refund in two yeah. time and I'll have the cash back in my pocket <laughs> and and I can pretend like this never happened you know like I think for me I'm not their customer and I hope it stays that way but I can understand especially with luxury for me I'm not doing it on the high street Mm. because I feel like I can wait 30 days for my next pay slip and I can probably buy it then. But I think for luxury, if we, as you said, our really bad shopping habits or our approach to shopping, if what we're doing in fast fashion, we can start now doing it with luxury high ticket items. Mm. Imagine like it can only get worse, right? For like the latest Bottega Veneta cassette. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, yeah, I do fear because, like, like you said, it's really easy to get in like silly ways of spending money. And similar to you, like, I don't ever get myself in trouble. But you do find yourself just be like, I didn't need to spend that money on like <laughs> on that this month or like anything like that. And that's sort of why I sort of haven't used Klarna now for a little while. Of like, I just like something when you kind of sit and sit and think about it you're like I don't think this is the best way for me to be like yeah playing with money um and I think 
you know, I hope more people who use it have that realization. I think it can be a really great tool, but I do fear it. It definitely encourages like, I don't know. It's just, it's this behavior of like, and like my dad's always installed in me that you don't spend money before you have it. Mm-hmm. so it like there's like a, and obviously you know you're gonna get paid but also like you could you could lose your job like yeah we're yeah. in a pandemic but also regardless like you're not companies don't thrive for forever like you can easily use lose your job don't spend money you think you will have in the future yeah sort of like my yeah my dad's always told me like don't spend money before you have it like wait for that like even if you've done a job for somebody and you know like they're gonna what pay you whatever it is Mm -hmm. say they're going to pay you 500 pounds you don't spend that 500 pounds until it's cleared like because that might not come in the day that they tell you or whatever it is um and also like I've worked for companies and they haven't paid me on my payday Mm. and so in this Klarna world of like you shopping the day like if you get paid on the last day of the month or the 28th whatever it is like say that money is due to come out but your work hasn't paid you that day like that's that's not great mm-hmm. um yeah so I, I, th- I think those lessons have sort of taught me to try and not play those games um but hey mm. also a lot of people have haven't got other options you know like if you want to buy a new telly or like something breaks in your house and you want to replace it yeah and I think it's a really great solution I yeah I think there are certain things in life that you kind of need like something breaks on your car and whatnot like there are justifiable purchases when we just don't have the means right now Mm. I think in terms of fashion yeah you have to look at yourself maybe (laughs) it's so fleeting and fickle Mm. that it's um it's just an interesting topic and I'd I'd actually love to hear personal stories if they want to yeah we won't share any names if you do it yeah um of people who've used it and different experiences the good the bad the ugly like what did you buy Mm. what was the process and if you stopped using these services did you feel a backlash later on like did it negatively affect your Mm, well that that's my big fear of like you just don't know what what's rumbling under the surface and there's a lot of trust there like something like a credit score can affect you owning a house or having a mortgage or say like in the future where you have more of like what I would classify as an adult life um (laughs) of like say yeah you've got your like whether it's a family car or like you've got more things for like reliant on you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can't afford something that month and you might need like not a payday loan but like I don't know there are ways of borrowing money or like sometimes that you need something fixed and you can pay it off in installments or whatever it is you don't want like your like ASOS addiction or Mm. like the fact that you have to wear a different top around your friends every week Mm. to be like impacting that and I know that's a really boring way to like see things um and you don't want to hear that when you're younger like and all of that stuff like it just seems fun but you just you just don't know how these things affect things yeah I think I checked on like Expedia and if you do want to check your credit score I think it is free on Expedia it is I'm not Um, doing it though I don't I'm too scared 
I'll do oh, it when my, I, need I think to. mine was fine. Mm-hmm. And so I was amazed. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, I don't know how reliable all this stuff is. Um, but yeah, like, if you're ever worried about stuff, but like, also just like maybe speak to someone who, like, money's a weird topic to talk about. But like, mm-hmm. I think if you're ever a bit like, is this safe or sensible for me to do? Mm-hmm. Does this seem too good to be true? Yeah. Like, just sound it out with somebody. Definitely. And you actually said um, the magic words. You said payday loan. And I thought of, remember like Wonga.com? And yeah. Well, that, were... so that was the big thing, wasn't it? Of like yeah. payday loans. And they've all been kind of like outlawed now. They've A lot of them have gone under. Um... Well, I also don't know if they were sound. Well, I think they were allowed to operate for a while mm-hmm. and a lot of people were using them. And then I think now they've been found to be like not financially safe and reckless and the um, the interest rates and the mm-hmm. APR and all of that that they were charging people were just outrageous when you really calculate yeah. what people were actually spending on interest. Like and practice. that's and that's also then like picking on the vulnerable because yeah. if you're having to take out a payday loan, you don't have the spare money mm. to be paying that stuff, you know. And it's like, so what's the difference, really, when we think about? I again, I know that the interest that you would have to pay if you miss a payment on these things can be really high, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're as high as payday loans were in the past. But then yeah, I you know I think it's something maybe like it's. It's like six pounds mm-hmm. added on if you miss a payment. I think it's like a blank charge. That might be for like a day. And then mm-hmm. I don't know if that gets added on per day. I imagine it will be a bit like an overdraft scheme. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is how I imagine it would be. But then but when I, you think yeah. about if you only spent a hundred pounds and you're getting charged yeah, six, six pounds a day or six pounds or whatever even that's, just one off six pounds that's yeah, a high, like that's a high interest exactly. to be paying exactly yeah. so i don't know if um look at us being oh my god i know like <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> um yeah so it's kind of like people who actually can't afford to buy certain things at a time and they believe that spreading out payments allows them to be able to afford things in the short term it's like when does that become unethical or ethical and Mm. when we talk about in the context of fashion it's like will we see more and more regulation or it being outlawed or is it the regulation professional tech company with pink color schemes it's just allowed to flourish you know the regulations are going to be passed it's an amendment to the credit legislation that was passed in parliament this week um and it's it's expected to be published in early may that they have they have to have stricter regulations on um the affordability checks more protections um because credit cards actually offer protections for buyers. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's like a insurance. Yeah, yeah, and and this kind of doesn't, and and the fact that this is now replacing in-store cards, credit mm-hmm. cards for like the like Generation Z. Um, I think that I know it's probably Generation Z, but I can't say the word the letter Z. Yeah, um, England. Yeah, Z. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. So that's amazing. And I do think it's a great option. But 
there is a fear in me that like in 10 years we're all gonna be like remember that fine I'll pay later how like that was a con or yeah that wasn't safe um but clown has been going for 16 years it has been going for a while um they just didn't get backers for a long long time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then you know the bigger you get the more eyes you have on you and that's the same for everything but yeah, yeah. I thought it was a really interesting conversation it'd be interesting to know what other people have used if they've used it what did they buy and their experience yeah we'll um we'll put out a question on our Instagram for you guys to to let us know mm-hmm. um, and that genuinely there's no judgment here guys no there's, there's not really there's not. none yeah. you tell us whatever you want to tell us I think um, also like sorry like not to cut you off but um the more we talk casually about the, the shitty things we've spent money on yeah the good things we spent money on and how it worked out for us the more we can let go of this idea that people have their finances sorted out because yeah. they're not our, ge- our parents generations they were bad with credit cards yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were um and this is just a new form of an old idea really. yeah yeah trust me like i make reckless purchases all the damn time so don't you worry friends don't you worry (laughs) or stuff that like is for that holiday that you know i literally just returned like a little zara co-ord that was amazing but didn't quite like fit me properly and i was like this is like an outfit i'd have to wear on like some really tropical holiday and let's be honest i live in england yeah I had to like, stop buying summer clothes there's because a, of that. Absolutely no way I can justify like this little like it was like a it was like a gingham like shorts and top little thing. And I was just like, I'd literally have to wear this like in I don't even know where. Like yeah. I don't know where would be warm enough in the evening, mm. like to wear that kind of and also I don't even dress up that much on holiday. <laughs> like I don't know who I thought I was. I hear ya. I hear ya. Yeah. But that's gone swiftly back. <laughs> so anyway, guys, thanks for listening to us ramble on about our financial problems and pay <laughs> buy now, pay later schemes and everything. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We thought it was really useful. Yeah. And if there's anything else on this kind of nature that you want us to cover, then let us know for sure. Definitely. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I've been Mim. And I've been Scarlett. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.